Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Oh, I hope you're having a good day. I am so far. Wake the get the sleep out of my eyes. And it looks like it's going to be a good day. I get today to reinstall Windows on my laptop to get back my faltering video series. I had, had to rely on my main computer for a while to do the videos, and apparently I've had sound problems. You name it, I've had trouble with it. Mostly sound problems, and the frame rate just went in the toilet. I don't know what to do about it, so I'm going to go back and see if I can fix up my laptop to get that back. We'll see what happens today. I hate reinstalling the OS. We'll see. Anyway, most of my games got canceled. Thursday game got canceled because my GM, Matt Evans, lost his father, and I'm very sorry to hear that. My condolences go out to him, and I hope he's doing all right. Matt, I hope you're doing all right, if you hear this. And our thoughts and prayers are with you. And my Saturday game, the next two Saturdays, the GM is going to be working. So I've got the Monday game to look forward to, Gage and I. So maybe we can do something this weekend, gaming-wise. I don't know. I'm just trying to keep up with the reviews and things like that. Speaking of which, right now we have the last of the New Mexico recordings that I did. This one's all about kind of streamlining your game as far as prep and running it at the table. A few things you can do that I learned over the week dealing with my grandkids playing Labyrinth Lord. So, why don't we go ahead and listen to that. Last time in New Mexico, getting ready to leave. Oh, I'm going to miss this place. Just so beautiful up here. They gave me a few good ideas, too, for gaming. Well, that game I did with the kids, Isle of Dread. It was simple, but it wasn't so simple. I think I complicated things more than I needed to. And I'm talking as far as, like, prep and things. Not prep and running the game, pretty much. I just... I don't know. There were things I could do to make it easier on me to do. Of course, I got four clamoring kids in front of me. Kind of... You got to kind of be cool. Running a kid's game, you got to kind of be sometimes cool under pressure, grace under fire, I guess. Especially with these these guys. At least I had my grandson, Gage, to help me keep the other ones in line and things. I think he's itching to be a GM. I really do. The way he was playing in the game about trying to set the rules to everybody straight and set the rules straight, looking up stuff for me. He was basically being my assistant. He was playing, but he was also being my assistant. So one of these days, he's going to say, Grandpa, I want to run a game. And that's going to be a great moment in my life. I don't know about the game he'll run, but the fact that he wants to do it would be great. Everybody has to start somewhere, you know? 
and I'm willing to let him try. As far as the game goes, I did enough prep, came up with the story and things like that, but I don't know. I think I could been a little bit more prepared, and that sounds kind of funny because I spent the month doing this. Choosing the game system, choosing how to use the game system, things like that. I felt I, I spent too much time on uh, on encounter prep. And what I mean by that is, yeah, I have a random encounter table. And something like Isle of Dread kind of calls for a random encounter table. Because you never know what you're going to run into. I should have had some stats for things prepared better and what i mean by that is i mean you if you look if you look at a a random encounter table say in the isle of dread i mean those were percentile so there were a lot of stuff there and you look at it about a third of it maybe even less less than a third is kind of just encounter encounters like they ran into a rakasta and the Rakasa ended up guiding him to the village. That wasn't really, a, you know, I don't need to find hit points for it or anything. It's probably in the book somewhere under Rakasta camp. And it's kind of like things like that. It says, oh, look, you see a cow in the distance, that kind of thing. Or somebody says hi in the road. So there's about a third of it right there. But the rest of it, Okay, run into an owlbear or a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I don't have it at hand. I mean, I have it at hand. I have the books there, and I have the module there. But I can't go, okay, boom, roll for initiative, because I don't have it pulled up right away. Well, because I don't like to go, okay, wait a minute, guys, and start rolling dice for hit points. I should have been doing that beforehand. And how I mean beforehand, because, like I said, there's a lot of monsters on there. You can't sit there and roll hit points for every single monster you think they're going to run into. But what I could do is get the basic AC of the monster. If I have the armor class and the damage, I'm pretty much home free. So I could, like, say, take the random encounter table and just make pencil notes on the chart itself, like Tyrannosaurus Rex, AC, boom, damage, a number attacks, boom, damage, boom. That's all I have to write. Just that one line right there. As far as hit dice and hit points concerned, you might even want to write like hit dice that, because I'm not going to write all the hit points on there, but I would take a separate sheet and write hit points out for I'm thinking maybe a hit point chart for just go down, write one hit die, two hit die, three hit die, four hit die, five hit die, and then just write, say, roll, oh, about, I don't know, five or ten series of hit points and check them off when you use them. So you can just mark out the hit points and go that way. Hmm. I just came out with a neat little thing to do. Okay, so next time I'll probably have a hit point chart and just write it on there in pencil, of course. Or what I do is I would print it out. I usually have whatever I want on PDF if I'm using a prepackaged adventure or my own notes. I would just write it out in pencil on the chart, and then I'd have that ready to go. 
which would be a lot easier. You know, live and learn. You do these games. Oh, I could have done this better. Actually, if I really wanted to make it simple, I should have used Swords and Wizardry Light. But I wanted to give the kids as close to a D&D experience as possible. Even though I used Labyrinth Lord because I basically ran out of... <laughs> I ran out of packing space. We only had so much. And weight was a factor this time. Usually isn't because we're driving and we're not flying. But weight was a factor as far as like, because I had to take too much stuff that carried way too much. Like I had to take some tokens. I had my little box of, to of character tokens there and that weighs. Plus I used a CPAP machine. And this time we're not taking our CPAP, our little, our little uh, carrying cases. And we're shoving it in the bag. So now I had that to deal with. So I had to relieve my rules cyclopedia at home, but I didn't want to use Swords and Wizard Light. So Labyrinth Lord was a nice compromise. And it felt good. It felt BX because that module was written for BX. So it really felt good. So that's my that's my little suggestion, how to streamline things a bit, hit points, AC, things like that. That way you're not kind of not caught flat-footed so much. So you can use that, take it, leave it if you want it. You guys can also, you know, give me a give me a shout-out over at Anchor, leave a, leave a voicemail, or email me at oldmangrogner at gmail.com. Well, I better get packing. Oh, my goodness, a black eagle. Wow. I better get packing. So until we meet again, guys, have a good day. Hope you have a great day. The Dice Worm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.